Welcome to another episode of The Quarantine Show. My name is Chivizo and let's get started. In this episode, I caught up with my friend Irene. She's someone who is very passionate about making Nigeria a much better place and she continues to do a whole lot of work in this area. We spoke about youth involvement in politics and leveraging one's brand and platform to drive positive changes in the community. We also discussed fashion as a powerful expression of one's cultural identity, her position in the black cultural space in Calgary, and how the several important cultural events she's helped put together is impacting the black community in Canada. I am very grateful we had this conversation and I hope this will be some kind of wake-up call for many of us. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Thank you once again so much for making our time from your very busy schedule to have this conversation with me. And for the benefit of those who are listening to our conversation right now, can you tell me or tell us a little bit about yourself? Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, it's um, it's always nice to have a chat. My name is Irene Job. And um, a little bit about myself, um, most people know me right now as, well, they refer to me as the most valuable Nigerian youth in Canada. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, this was a self-proclaimed um, title that I give to myself. And it was supposed to be, or it is sort of a reminder to myself of my values and my um what i want to do and just a reminder of who i am and my intentions right being away from nigeria so yeah it's just a name that in the last two years has come to stay and honestly it's not the easiest title to hold and it for me i it would be nice to have many more people and yeah basically so irene job is a Nigerian who has been in Canada for eight years and uh, um, I'm a chartered insurance professional and I'm also uh, a fashion and entertainment entrepreneur, uh, which is really broad and I hope that we can get into that as well. Yeah, sure, of course. That's a very interesting title and I, and I like the fact that, you know, um, it's something that you have that you use to remind yourself of who you are and mm -hmm. what you really want to achieve in life and what you really want to achieve here and how you want people to remember you. That is mm. really fantastic. Exactly. Great. Okay. So, um, like you mentioned, you have an interest in Nigerian politics and of course how it impacts the lives of people. Um, right. Something that we know is that this is, Sorry, excuse me. This is something that is not very common with uh, many young people, many young adults, especially those who are living outside the country. So why right. is this important for young people to care and get involved in politics? You know, that's a, that's a good question. And uh, not too many people have uh, taken the time to ask me this question. So I really appreciate you bringing this up. Um just like every other country, right, uh, the most important um, population is the, the youths. And 
what makes a country, what makes a, a country great is its citizens. And we, at the end of the day, will determine how the world sees our country. When it comes to Nigeria, you know, uh, I, I just, I feel so bad when I look at Nigerian youths and their lack of interest in politics, because what they fail to realize is that if we don't get involved, if we, if we don't get educated, and if we don't see the need to participate in politics, then we're, we're just leaving such a big platform and such a big opportunity to make a difference in the lives of Nigerians and Nigeria as a country and as a brand. And we can complain, but complaining doesn't change anything if we don't step up and um, act. Can you hear me? Yeah, sure. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. If we don't step up and act, you know, then nothing is going to be done. And before you know it, we are just out of the age that you should be making impact. And another thing is the youths are the highest not the, the, the high the majority of the population in Nigeria in most in most countries, right? So why do we not make good use of that um, factor and make these changes? And then people complain, oh, we're being led by older politicians and all that. But we as a youth, we're not coming out to even run for offices. We're not even, as a matter of fact, even most of the youths now that go and study law, they end up doing something else entirely. Either you become a model. I have a younger sister who studied law. She graduated. She's done her call to ban everything, top of the class. But now she's a radio presenter and she's also a fashion designer. And I try to just kind of put it in her mind that, you know what, at least still keep paying your law, whatever membership thing, you know, you never can tell you are a voice and, you know, it would be nice to have people representing, you know, us in a house of rep and stuff like that, you know, so things like that. And, and for me, the most important aspect about the diaspora is the fact that we are the ones who have had the privilege to live in a system that actually works. And it will be so sad that we come here and all we do is work, you know, live a good life. We have access to good health care. We have access to all these nice benefits, unemployment insurance, good road, you know, uninterrupted electricity, and just being in a, an environment that truly cares for its citizens and we don't see the need to make such impact back at home. For me, it's just something that I would never live with. My conscience would not let me live my life like that. And at the same time, I don't expect everybody to understand or to be on the same page as me. But one thing I know is at the time that you, whenever you wake up, that's your morning, right? And when you realize the importance of certain things, then you run that race and hopefully you, you do it so well that people will see the need and they will see the value in what you're doing. And that's exactly what I've done in the last three years. I, you know, I've always had a big heart for Nigeria and I will always do. Moving to Canada, I came here for the, I came here to get an experience 
and to experience life in a different way so I can go back home and make the necessary impact. And even being here, I still try my best. I haven't, I've only been to Nigeria once since I moved here. And that was like after six years of me being here. And most people don't understand the reason that I didn't want to go is because I actually prefer my life back at home. Um, you know, as hectic and as, as uncoordinated as things are, you know, that's just, that's just where I like to be, you know. So politics, it's a no-brainer. I'm not necessarily a politician. I'm just, I just stand for what is right. And I try to advocate for good governance and, you know, the rule of law. That's what I stand for. I can't tell you today that I'm going to go run for office, but I can, you know, be an advisor to a government and make my recommendations based on the standard of life that I've experienced in this part of the world and identifying the challenges that we have back at home and providing solutions based on what I know is possible and even expanding my, you know, thinking without a box because now we know life in Canada, right? It's the two different things that the two different systems and the, the challenges that we have back at home, the things that, People here would not even relate. They can't even relate to it. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, but but because someone like you and I, we've had the privilege to you know understand the best of both worlds. We're able to make recommendations, and the same thing goes for being here too in Canada. Right, we're here. You know, just because the system works doesn't mean that there are not things that we can do to kind of make life more interesting in 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 um, in our city and in our community. Yeah, I, I sort of feel that sometimes you have people who want to get into politics and I'm consciously trying to make the distinction between getting involved in politics and running the office, running for office because obviously they're right. two very important things, two very different right. things, I'm sorry. Um, but I sort of feel that you have a number of young people who want to get involved in politics but just don't know where to start. They just right. don't know where to begin. So, um, right. like... What would you say? What would you say to them? You know, when it comes to politics, the best way to get involved is starting within your 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 local community, right? Starting from the grassroots, starting and that grassroots for me is I would even refer to it as home. You start from home, you start to build, you start to be a leader in your actions, in your involvement with the community. It could even be like the church. It could be just about anywhere you find yourself. It could even be like the, 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 the group where we are, where I met you, right? You have to be a person of impact, you know. You, tr you know, there are people who went to school to study political science, right? They would understand the dynamics and how to go about, but that's not me. I believe that everyone is, we're all responsible for uh, a better environment and a better community and a better um, government, right? And our actions daily contributes to how our system is going to be and how people, the rest of the world, will look at us. So in just living your daily life, it's a way of preparing yourself and putting yourself out there as someone who has intentions, not just 
someone who wants to get into office and who steal money, which is unfortunately what the situation is back at home. You see the way that we complain that, oh, uh, no, these politicians, these older people, they're stealing. Guess what the truth is? I can tell you that even the young people are not even mentally ready to, to lead. And if they're given, some of them, if they're given the opportunity, they're going to make a mess of it, unfortunately. We have to get to the point where you have to, the things that are important, you have to be interested in growth and development and you have to put the people first, right? So in going into politics, I mean, it's, it's, it's very easy. Like if, you, if you're a young person, you can start from grassroots, you can start by, if you have the money, you can start by making your intentions known. But personally for me is I like people who have, as an individual, they've put in the work, you see their profile, you see, you know, this is what I've been doing. I'm not interested in any politician that doesn't have anything to show in at least three years that this is what I have done as an individual, as a brand for myself. You don't have anything to show that this is what I stand for. These are my values. You know, you don't have anything to show that you speak up for the people when, you know, when you have, uh, when there's the need to, or you, you, you put in the work, the action. I'll give you an example. There's this Nigerian comedian, Williams. I don't know if you, Williams Chamber or something like that. Oh yeah, sure. I know yeah. him. The fair yeah, guy. I've, yeah. I've been seeing, I've been following this guy for some time. Since he was know. a kid, if I remember. He's exactly. been in, yeah. Yeah. He's been he's been in the public space because I remember him from when he was just very little and yeah. movies. But <laughs> I think I, I got to appreciate him more with his uh community involvement. And recently with this whole COVID nineteen uh lockdown, I've watched him on social media reach out to Nigerians in the slum and I I, I actually cried yesterday and I posted about it today. And mm. you'll be surprised to know that people, there are people out there who feel he's doing it to show off. A, a very good friend of mine who is Nigerian-Canadian, he's based in uh, Toronto, he's a movie producer. He actually messaged me privately to say, oh, I saw your post and I don't think it's nice for people to always record when they are doing that. I'm like, no, 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 that's not okay. The, it's very important for things to be documented because you want to create the awareness. It's a way of inspiring other people to do it. It's a way of saying that we're not going to leave this up to the government alone. We as individuals, we have to step in, right? It's a way of documenting the process because many years from now, the same people who are poor, will have something to reference. Once upon a time, this was me. And hopefully when they're in a position of uh, plenty, you know, when they, they now they've been taken out of this, uh, you know, poverty, they'll be able to do the same and the chain continues. That's how I see it. So I'm not, uh, I don't like it when people say, oh, don't uh, document when you're doing that. That's not what it is. It's not about the individual. It's about the, the power of sharing and putting it out there that, look, it's very important. People need to see this, right? So someone like Williams, he's taking it upon himself to be a leader in his own capacity, right? 
If yeah. tomorrow that guy comes out, and this is someone he he's lived in the U.S., he just had to relocate. I think after he became so big with comedy and all that, he yeah. moved back to Nigeria. Yeah. If someone like that was to run for office and he's been consistent for at least five years of being a private citizen that is helping out, and not only with you know all this outreach when there's a crisis, but in his message of hope. And speaking to Nigerian youths to say, look, you have to do this. I'm making recommendations. You think if someone like that was to run for office, you know, he would not. He, he, I can't tell you that he would win because of how the country is. But at least he has something to show, right? He doesn't have to just wake up one day and say, oh, I promise you I'm going to do this. He has something to show, Right. But again, his intention might not even be to ever run for office. He's probably just this is who he is. He's a you know he's very big on humanitarian uh, activities, which is okay, you know. So basically, what I'm saying is, as as individuals, right? We all have a platform. We all have a way of uh, putting ourselves in a position of leadership, right? Sometimes it has to take all these uh, initiatives that you might even end up funding yourself. Uh, to show your intentions and what you're capable of doing. But for others, mm, they would go to school and have to study the political science and then come. Uh, I usually connect more with the people who who see the need to improve um, the society, basically. Yeah, yeah and yeah. either way, either way, this is something that everybody should be interested in because... We cannot just be uninterested in things that affect us so deeply. Um, right. So I'm hoping that this conversation, you know, will be some kind of like some kind of wake up call to um, each and every one of us, especially those listening to us right now, um, mm -hmm. to go out there and do something. Politics is not about it's not about it's not just about running for office. Like you said, right. it's about improving the lives of people around you, you know, improving situations right. around you. And you can start from anywhere. You can start from your local mm -hmm. community. Everybody has some kind of brand. Everybody has some kind of platform. You can right. do something. Yeah, that's right. a very powerful message coming from you. And I think I appreciate that a lot. I'm going to ask you something else, uh, which yeah. you talked about briefly when you were introducing yourself. Um, and that's fashion, your fashion. Um, right. So uh, let's briefly talk about fashion as a powerful expression of one's cultural identity. So what has been right. your personal experience living out your values, expressing your identity through your fashion here in Canada? Um, right. Uh, so, you know, fashion is, um, is a very powerful form of art that I think that over the years, especially Africans have not really paid uh, enough attention to and uh, as, as, like using it to connect people around the world. Um, specifically, African fashion is so unique. Mm. And, you know, we're lucky to come from a place that has diverse culture and heritage. And it would just be sad if we don't showcase this fashion to the rest of the world, right? Um, over the years, I've come to, with the help of social media, I see how interested the world is with um, our Nigerian fashion. An example would be like the um, the brides, Igbo bride, Yoruba bride, 
a Delta Bride, Rivers Bride, all those kind of things. Yeah. If you notice all uh-huh. of these blogs that this is what they, if you notice how much followers they have and how much interactions, you know, most of it, majority of those followers are not even Nigerians. Hmm. Surprisingly, the hmm. rest of the world, I being in Canada and having access to the fashion industry, right? I have a lot of people from other countries who are always reaching out to me. They send me stuff. I want something like this. I like this. As a matter of fact, we even have people like foreigners who are looking to dress up as, you know, a Yoruba bride. And they're not even from this culture, yeah. you know. And for me, it's, it's so interesting and it gets me so excited because here we are. We're trying to, you know... Um, we're, we're empowering other culture. We're shopping from Italy. We're shopping from Paris. We're, you know, Nigerians are very lavished people. And <laughs> we, for some reason, we just love anything imported. Oh, it's Italian. Oh, it's from here. Mm-hmm. You know, but there comes a time when we have to remember that. We have to remember and appreciate what we have and see the value in consuming our own um products right yeah and the funny thing is it's not like our own clothes and attire they're even cheap but at least it's unique i find out that whenever i go out here in calgary and i'm dressed in a nigerian brand it doesn't necessarily have to be 100 percent like african print or anything like that i always get compliments and you know i'm i'm big on um limited edition even when i shop with other brands like western brands italian or whatever i like to go for limited editions seasonal things that you know one is one even my bags right yeah so because of that part of me i tend to gravitate towards custom made clothes from nigeria Mm -hmm. and even when it's not custom made even when it's ready to wear it's very limited. So I go out and I'm pretty sure that no one else is wearing the same thing as me mm-hmm. because I don't want to be doing a shwebi. When I wear Zara, I could go out today and I'm like, oh, we're five of us. <laughs> five people wearing the same thing. <laughs> you know, so for me and being someone in the industry and in the eyes of the public, somehow people always look out for what I'm wearing. So I said to myself, I might as well be a billboard and represent my Nigerian brand. So two years ago, I said to myself that I wasn't going to wear anything else, especially for special events and special occasions. I wasn't going to wear anything else that is not a Nigerian brand, either made in Canada by a Nigerian brand uh, designer or from, from, from straight from Lagos. And the same thing applies to my business. I started off... Um, um, three years ago, started off my clothing line three years ago and initially ready to wear. I was, uh, they used to manufacture for me in China and Turkey. And one year after it was such a struggle because I, I was paying so much in import duties, duties, all the plenty, plenty fees. And then the back and forth with my my manufacturers, you mm. know, different samples and just trying to get it right. And 
I said to myself, you know what? I would rather invest in making my things in Canada. I'm going to manufacture right here in Canada and see how that goes. Yeah. You know, um, it wasn't very profitable for me, but sometimes in life you have to make these sacrifices. And I said to myself, this is my way of contributing and promoting made in Canada or if I must manufacture outside of Canada, then I'd be happy to manufacture in Nigeria because truly we have the capacity to, you know, manufacture these things, you know, good quality and very neat. And mm-hmm. But then again, I still have to pay for in, in, uh, import duties and all that kind of stuff. So for now, I've been manufacturing right here in, um, in, um, in, in Canada. I have, luckily for me, I have Africans who, you know, work for me. And, uh, you know, it's just another step towards getting it right. Yeah. And those and your, and your design pieces, are they like uh, uh, African-inspired pieces? Um, yeah. Um, not, not necessarily. They are just, I like to describe my 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 style as high fashion and wearable art um i more i lean towards sustainable fashion you okay. know because i'm very i'm very big on uh, being eco-friendly and paying attention to uh environment so i try to use fabrics that are eco-friendly and pieces that can be in your wardrobe for 10 years Mm, you know, even yeah. above that. And if you take good care of it, you can pass it on to your the next generation and the next generation. So I'm not I'm not big on mass production, especially now that I'm manufacturing here in, in Canada. Okay. I'm not big on mass production. At the same time, I'm trying to have a reasonable uh, price. Um, so I, 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 I just I make very limited uh, pieces Another thing, like I said, I like limited editions. So as much as we're here in Calgary, just a few people would have it. And when you have it, you appreciate it. You take good care of it. It's not because uh, regardless of you spending your money to buy it, you have to respect the art of it as well, right? It's not one of those things that when you buy, you wear it and then you just toss it around. No, you have to, yeah. So that's um, kind of the kind of brand that I'm I'm, I'm building. Uh, that's that's actually very great. Um, obviously, you're a very visible personality in the Black culture space in Calgary, and uh, you've helped put together several important cultural events for the Black community here in Calgary and in other parts of Canada. Uh, how are these events impacting the black community? Like in your own assessment, how do you think right. they are helping the black community out? Um, right. That's a, that's a good one. You know, it's um, Calgary before now has not always been the most uh, fun location or city where in terms of, you know, social life. Um, and it's a growing city. There are a lot of people who continue to move to Calgary, uh, you know. So the need to have all of these activities, is there's just a high demand for it, you know. Um, and then the fact that it's been 
um, these activities and events, they're organized by Africans, especially Nigerians. It's such, for me, it's a privilege. So when people come up to me with these um, initiatives, I, I get so excited because this is another opportunity for us to um, build a foundation and have a structure, right? And for a city where we have uh, a high number of Africans coming in every other day, mm-hmm. um, it's only a matter of time before this city gets so overly populated. And then you realize that, oh, there's already a structure. These are the things that are happening. And in fact, th- these platforms, they would, they, they're now existing it's going gonna, it's gonna to come a time when you're not even going to pay attention to the fact that, oh, it's actually owned or it was founded by Africans or Nigerian because it's going to be so good. So the reason I get involved is because I know how important it is to have a presence in a community. And Africans, Nigerians, were good with entertainment and events is something that we enjoy, mm, right? That's right. We love we love our Owambe, right? So it's another way of introducing our culture into the community where we found ourselves. And it's another way of adding, creating revenue for the city. And it's another way of promoting the city as a destination. So it's so important. A lot of people don't see the need for it. A lot of people don't see the need to even participate in this event. We're still struggling with trying to um, sell out events when we invite all these artists from from um, Nigeria, which mm. costs a lot of money. Yeah. Right? A yeah. lot of people don't see the need. I think after this whole lockdown is over, I'm pretty sure that when there's an event, people will see, okay, you know what? You have to enjoy your life because it's so easy to get lost in this system, like a country like Canada, where all you do is walk, 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 walk. You get to walk all through your life and then you realize that, oh, I didn't even have the chance to even live my life, to even enjoy, you know, this money that I work so hard. Sometimes they'll say, oh, the tickets are too expensive. You know how far I go with the events? When there are events here, mm-hmm. I I use my money to buy tickets just to promote the event yeah. and to encourage people to come out. Because the truth is, not everyone can afford these things. To yeah. them, it's a luxury, right? Mm-hmm. So regardless of us having jobs and all, some people are struggling. Some people are the breadwinners of their families and they have to send money back home, which is number one priority. Yeah. So I, I always try to put out you know, give people the opportunity. Okay, social media, promotions, you know, this, this, this. I've given a lot of people tickets. And I, and, and I want you to understand that I'm not collecting these tickets from these uh, promoters or the people, the event people. I'm buying it. It's my own contribution. I'm buying these tickets as a way of supporting the event and also a way of bringing somebody, you and your friend out to come and have a great time, Right. Yeah. So it's it's two things because what people don't understand is these events, these people who bring uh, uh, um, artists from Africa, they spend a lot of money, and I can tell you most times they don't even break even. Hmm. You know, 
it's when when that stage right now but i keep telling them i say you know what just keep doing it you know you might not make money right now but i want you to see the value of what you're doing yeah and you also know. for me i think you know personally um that there, there three things that come to mind personally for me right. yeah and the first right. one is uh, a whole lot needs to be done in supporting events like this because they are obviously very valuable for the community here in calgary and in other parts of canada as well um right. so for those of us who are listening to our conversation right now in any way we can help support this kind of events we should go ahead and support these kind of events because they are absolutely useful secondly yeah. these events bring to the forefront examples of black excellence like the other day you had an event where you had a uh, julie black present and um um she spoke to the people who were in attendance right. in that event you know it's very important for people to see how what black excellence looks like how exactly. black people can also be very successful and mm-hmm. not just financially but successful in the fact that they've turn around people's life they've made certain things about our community very visible to just about everybody um right. that's a certain kind of success that is not very easy to attain so having in front of us people who have achieved that level of success and uh i think it's great it's just right. simply simply great uh so i'd like right. to thank you honestly i really 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 um would like to thank you for or everything that you're doing in this space is it's a lot Thank you. it's a lot <laughs> yeah it is a lot you can say that again mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot and i mean at least somehow i'm getting to rest right now but with be the things i do in canada i think i actually do even more in 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 nigeria back at home mm. so people don't really understand that you don't have to be on ground you don't have to be present in nigeria for you to make impact i i do a lot of i write a a lot of reports and send recommendations back home to you know uh, both the government and ministries and stuff like that and because the truth is if you don't know you don't know and it takes being in you have to first realize that something is wrong for you to even find a solution, right? But if you don't know that there's a problem with this, then you're just going to be living blindly, which is what's going on back at home. Mm. So I'm tr- I always, my, my mission for the rest of the next two years is to connect with Nigerians in diaspora because I strongly believe that 40% of the success of Nigeria and a better of for a better Nigeria is dependent on Nigerians in diaspora because one you know how much we contribute how much money is sent back home by Nigerians outside of Nigeria yeah quite a it's, lot I it's imagine. almost yeah it's actually i was watching um um uh, this lady ibuku awoshika on one of her instagram live um chat with um who was it i think one pastor pojo or something is that yeah one some pastor okay and she actually she made reference to the number i think like 20 20 billion naira or is it something that 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 nigeria receives as whatever they called it from diaspora 
And this is what currently they're estimating that is what Nigeria will make from the uh, from from crude oil in this um, pandemic season. So the same amount that Nigeria is going to recover from is going to make, which is I, I don't want to quote the wrong thing, but I think it was like maybe twenty billion. It's the same amount that Nigeria as a government is receiving. I'm not saying receiving as like we're sending the money to the government you like in the process of our transaction and everything that has to do with foreign whatever nigerians who are living outside of nigeria and to me it was i was so surprised and i'm like i need to look into this more because i've always identified the 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 opportunities and the potential of nigerians in diaspora and contributing towards you know a better system back at home because who else would make these recommendations? Is it the Nigerians who don't even know that they have a right to speak? Most things that Nigerians are doing now is based on what they see on social media. And, you know, and, you know, the funny thing is we outside of Nigeria, we even get information first before, you know, the people back at home. Mm -hmm. Because we're... As much as we're away, we're very interested in oh, what is going back at home. So when we get all this information, we're the same people who are acting. We're acting and we're like me, when things are brought to my attention, I make I do my research, you know, I make my recommendations. And when I'm sending, I have a list. When I send an email, I, I send it to the international community, the press in, in Canada, you know, because at the end of the day, we're not going to leave things to, oh, the people back at home, they should take care of themselves. So I also have family back at home. I have yeah. my siblings. You know, I have my parents there. Yeah. So the success of Nigeria is very important to me, regardless of me being in a country that actually has a good system. You know, so I say that to mean that, you know, we don't have to be on ground to mm -hmm. contribute towards a better Nigeria. I didn't have to be in Nigeria to 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 organize a, a campaign and to act as um, the the campaign coordinator in Canada for uh, a, a presidential candidate, you know. So our impact, everyone has a role to play. The same way your platform now is going to help a lot of people to understand the need to, you know, do things in a different way to change the mindset of Nigerians who are in in Canada because, you know, you come here, I know a lot of people will say, yeah, what concerns me? I'm not going back there, God forbid. But the truth is, that's home. You know, it's our responsibility. Right now, I take Nigeria is like my child. Mm. It's not about what Nigeria is going to give to me or do for me, but what can I do? How can I give my country? How can I position my country in a better light so that the world will see us as who we are supposed to be? The giant of Africa, a country with, you know, um, both human and natural resources, a country with good climates that can be a travel destination year in, year out, a country that is secure, that has potential for foreigners to come and even excel, that can produce so much food to feed us and export both across Africa and outside of Africa, Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I very much agree with you because whether we like it or not, like we've said previously, this is something that affects each and every one of us. Um, right. For people who think that it doesn't affect them directly, 
maybe it doesn't, but it, it affects somebody who you know directly. Right. It affects a member right. of a family and whatever is going on back in the back home in Nigeria at this point in time has a way of affecting everybody. Even right. the way other people look at you, even the way other people tell your own stories. So it's something mm-hmm. that it's a discussion that I I don't think we're having enough of. You know, right. we just have to, like you said, um, get a lot more people interested in these things and seek out ways that they can actually contribute and help. Um, right. Yeah. So again, I I really want to thank you so much for even bring making this a topic of conversation because it's something that we always have to talk about so we get it right and it's going to take a long time and a lot of work from everybody for us to get it right yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's a big sacrifice it's not easy i can tell you yeah i yeah it's not a journey for if you know (laughs) it's not the easiest thing because you're gonna get criticized you're gonna get threats you're going to you know people will misunderstand you they would think that you're just trying to be you're just trying to form one thing or the other but Mm. the truth is if you know your why and if you if you if you're committed and you know what is ahead then all of those things don't really matter and the last thing that i would like to say is being outside of nigeria we all are a representation of uh the brand nigeria no matter how, where we are in the world, it doesn't matter how successful you are or how, um, will I say, you know, not so successful and involved in anything illegal. The fact that the name and your person, you're a Nigerian person from by origin, by birth, whatever, whatever we do is always going to be, you're always going to see it as a Nigerian person. That's why you see on the media, unfortunately all these things that have to do with scam they'll be like these nigerian students this 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 but if it's something good if it's a successful person and it's something good they're doing they're going to refer to them as canadians but when once it's something negative and if somebody speak like if i come out now and i speak something i do something bad that is not you know befitting of you know whatever they're going to refer to me as the Nigerian girl. You don't know that Nigerian girl, that girl, Irene. The first thing is that Nigerian girl. So first, such behavior will is a threat to 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 both to, to, to Nigeria. And there's certain things that we will do that can, or statements that we will put out there that can cause problems between two governments. So just as you and I, we are here, you think you're just you and I'm just me. We're just two, you know, simple people living our lives. I promise you that you can do something right now that would cause a big problem between Nigeria and Canada, right? And it's the same thing that applies to Nigerians in other parts of the world because I used to work in a, in a, in the, the diplomatic mission back in Nigeria. So, I, you know, I have access to some of these things. I'm still in contact with a lot of the embassies and even Nigerian diplomats around the world. So they're saying things that happen, even with statements that celebrities make, they make comments about this, this, this. At the end of the day, it's going to be, oh, this Nigerian artist. Because people are very interested in anything that has to do with Nigeria. Both Nigerian movie, Nigerian music, anything Nigeria is, you know, is very catchy and it's a good thing. So we can either use it for good or we can use it 
it it can work for us. It can either work for us or against us. You know. Yeah, and hopefully we're gonna use it for good. I'm just I keeping my so fingers too. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I, I I know for you it's going to be for good, but I can't speak the same for other people. So, but we can only be hopeful. We can only be hopeful, yeah. So, where do you see yourself yeah. in the next ten years, and how excited are you about your future? You know what? I'm very very excited, and I'm honestly I I'm one tell. of the most. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm very. You know, I'm a very spiritual person not necessarily religious but i'm very spiritual mm. and there's so many things that come to me you know both in my dream both good and bad mm. you know there are times that things have happened tragic things have happened and they they kind of appear to me before they, it happens mm. when it's close to home i always try to you know even when it's not close to home um so there are a lot of things that i know and i see for the future in the next 10 years you know, it's going to be unbelievable how what Nigeria would look like. You know, the truth is, right now, I'm committing my life, right? This is the first time I'm saying it. I'm committing the rest of my life to making sure that we get it right in Nigeria as a country. To, make, to, to ensure that we are truly the giants of Africa. Because the world is not waiting on us. So. See Ghana. Uh, Rwanda, everyone is doing stuff. So it pisses me off when I see that we're still here dulling all because of bad leadership. No, no, no. There's time for everything. This is a time to, you know, step in and do the work. It's groundwork, but things are, you know, things are looking good. So in 10 years, I'm looking forward to a Nigeria that people will be proud of. You know, when I know you asked me, where do I see myself? But Right now, I'm Nigeria. I look at myself, you know, that's so I see myself as a Nigerian citizen that is going to be able to use a Nigerian passport to go to a lot of countries without a visa because we will have a structure that not only protects Nigerians but protects the brand Nigeria, and other countries will want to be associated with us. You know, I was, I, I see a Nigeria that is towards is is going to be on the path to greatness because right now we're not even on the path right now we're just we don't even have a blueprint mm, right yeah and of course hopefully i i want to be able to just um enjoy the best of both worlds you know spend a few months in 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 canada and you know spend most of my time in nigeria doing the things that i love trying to push the fashion industry forward you know on a higher scale not just on a personal level but you know as a, like nigeria as a, a a destination where we can manufacture for the rest of the world hopefully someone like the u.s can see the potential of um Nigeria with in terms of cheap labor I mean 10 years from now we're not we might not be on the 30,000 naira a month we shouldn't actually not mm. even 50,000 a month but wherever we get to even if we're on 100,000 a month is still cheap labor as far mm. as I'm concerned so mm. hopefully you know I, I I'm looking forward to the future and I for me it's so important that I stay healthy so that I can at least um, enjoy the things that are to come and I try not to put myself in unnecessary risk 
So even if I stay all the way here and I'm making mouth and I'm 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 fighting the government, I still know that I have to protect myself because I know that I have so much to offer my country and putting myself on in a in front of unnecessary risk would not be the smartest thing. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. You know, to be honest with you, I, I found this um I found this conversation very enriching. And 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 as a matter of fact, very eye opening to be honest, um, because we have been able to discuss a few things that you don't usually, um, a lot of people don't usually care to talk about in the normal course of their day. Um, but right. you, you've been able to bring out these things to the forefront, and hopefully, um, people listening to us right now will have something to think about. Um, right. You know whether it's getting interested in Nigerian politics, uh, which is, again, very different from running for office, but getting interested right. in things that affect us, things that affect our people, um, right. representing our culture, uh, our identity through our fashion, um, you know, mm -hmm. all those kind of things that are really, really very important. And I'm, and I'm sure, I hope, that people will have very tangible takeaways from this conversation that we've had yeah i hope so too yeah well it's all the time that we I have so. so um once again right. i really want to thank you for taking time out from your very busy schedule and having this conversation thank with you. me um there's still a lot of things to explore so hopefully we should be able to have this conversation again sometime in the future and maybe talk about things that we weren't able to cover um in the time yeah. that we had yeah right yeah for sure i'm always here you know i'm always uh up for uh conversations like this um anything that you know puts out information and try at least try to encourage uh nigerian youths out there that's what i live for right now and i'm committed to doing that so i appreciate your platform and you know it's uh i know that it's gonna get even bigger and you know even more people will be tuning in to listen to this conversation so thank you for the initiative this is part of leadership this is you identifying the need to create a platform uh to have this type of conversations and i hope that people will see the value in it and uh, support it as much as possible yeah thank you too for your kind words all right i guess i'll talk to you all later right. All right, thank you. Okay. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye now. Bye.
vimos el mar Chela más algo mayor I'm a fan of Sherry Chela más cuadro I'm a fan of Sherry 